Hello, this is Doc Hillary. It is uh, Monday evening, and I am have been sitting at my computer all day working on the multitude of projects that Ryan and I have going on. But this is part two of our testosterone um, and TRT interview with Dr. Sam Madeira. As you've probably already hopefully listened to part one, which was episode 118, the one right before this this is episode 119. Um, In this one, he's going to touch on um, some different topics about TRP. And we're really going to talk more about the myths of TRT. Um, We'll be He'll be talking about a bunch of different myths that are out there around testosterone, testosterone replacement therapy, hormones, um, etc. So this is a good one. Um, a few other things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about erectile dysfunction. Um, we're going to talk about cardiac health. Uh, we're going to talk about how anyone at any age can have low T. And I will tell you, because I do a lot of men's health, it's very common to see low T in young men. And there's a, uh, a list of differentials that we need to work through when we see that, especially if a guy is having symptoms. Um, and we can't discount that. And unfortunately, a lot of medicine does. So he talks about that. Um, he definitely talks about insulin resistance Insulin resistance is, oh my gosh, it's a big topic right now, partly because you're hearing a lot of it around the COVID situation, insulin resistance, resistance, metabolic disease, and or diabetes. And these are very common conditions that we see in our population. Um, It can be higher in certain minorities, um, certain groups of people, depending on how they're eating. Let's say like uh, we tend to see it possibly in the more impoverished people um, because cheaper food, unfortunately, these days is is the worst food. And so um, we want to think about insulin resistance. We want to think about diabetes and all these. And we want to think about where somebody's coming from in their life, their social status, um, even their race, possibly. Now, insulin resistance tends to be higher in men generally, and so does cardiac disease. So these are big things to think about, especially in the aging male. Um, Insulin resistance is really just low-grade inflammation, and as it gets bad and gets into diabetes, it becomes high-grade inflammation. Um, Obesity is low-grade inflammation, and so the more fat you have on you, the less lean muscle mass you have, basically you can just think of the more inflammation you have in your body. Um, So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about gut health, which is really important. And I've touched on a ton in the last few years. We've had many different experts on here talking about gut health. I talk about it consistently. Um, We've had the gut restoration uh, program on our website for over three years now. Thousands of people have downloaded that and used it to benefit themselves. Um, So we talk about gut health. We talk about parasites um, and we talk about improving gut health. Um, one thing he touches on is peptides. So peptides are kind of this new and upcoming thing. And they've actually been around a lot for a while in like bro science, growth hormone, um, peptides, etc. But doctors are using them now. Anti-aging medicine doctors have been using them for quite a while. But you can use peptides to improve testosterone performance, to decrease fat, to improve growth hormone synthesis. Um, there's a very long list of peptides that can be used for a number of different conditions. Unfortunately, from the time that we taped this podcast, 
to now, today's May 18th, the FDA has taken away a huge list of very effective peptides from compounding pharmacies. Now, Dr. Sam's going to talk about why you never want to buy peptides offline without a prescription. And that's because there, a lot of them are coming from China. Uh, they may not have what they say they do in them. So when they, they may not be effective. Number two, most of them are injectables. You do not want to be injecting a solution into your body that has not been sterilely made in a sterile um, environment. And you don't know what you're doing. So you can cause a lot of allergic reactions. Um, who knows? Just we, he talked about not getting it from just buying it online randomly. But unfortunately, the FDA has been coming down on this for quite a while. And so there's a list that they have now told compounding pharmacies they can no longer make. And so unfortunately, a lot of these peptides currently, some of that we even, he even talks about in this podcast are going to be very difficult to get the good stuff. So unfortunately, people are probably going to be going online now and buying garbage and damaging themselves um, because the FDA has taken this away from compounding pharmacies. They still have a number of peptides that we can use. Um, and so they didn't take them all away. It's just at this point, um, some of these that he talks about in the list are, are not going to be available through a compounding pharmacist, but some of them are. So if you are interested in peptides, I would recommend calling him, coming, seeing me, go see a doctor that understands them and can help you um, with them. Uh, we talk about different forms of testosterone therapy and the testing that's really important, including gut health testing. We're going to touch on CBD in here, THC, alcohol. Um, and as you well know, Ryan and I have been selling CBD for the last year. We came up in the end of 2019 with a problem with our manufacturer because they were going out of business. And so as you've probably noticed, if you try to buy CBD from us, production has gone down. And now this has given me a good kick in the butt to um, work on that. So for the last six months, I've been working on that. And in June, we are launching our own CBD line as well as a separate supplement line. So if you want for more information about that, you can go to the website um, there is a link there, stealthy-nutrition, huntharvesthealth.com slash stealthy-nutrition. And uh, you can put your name in and get on the list for when we um, start this whole thing. It's really exciting. And that's one of the projects I've been working on nonstop. So go check that out. And we do talk about the CBD and the THC and how they affect um, hormones in here and alcohol, which is a big one. We talk about different di diets types, keto, carnivore, paleo, etc. And we talk about APOE, which is a lipoprotein um, that's known in, you know, Alzheimer's disease, cardiovascular disease, etc. And we've talked about this in the podcast that I did with Dr. Um, Bronwyn Bacon on Alzheimer's disease. So if you want to learn more about APOE kind of in depth, you can go back to that podcast and listen to that, why you shouldn't fear Alzheimer's disease. Um, and then ruling out other conditions that can have the same symptoms. So this is a really typical thing. Guys come in and they've heard about testosterone and they're tired or whatever, and they think it's just that. And uh, I've had plenty of guys come in. We run a sensitive panel and actually their hormones are okay. Um, so there's other things that we need to look into like stealth infections, autoimmune diseases, um, is there cardiovascular disease? 
Are they having exposures? Stuff like that. So we touch on all that. And that's a pretty long list. So again, this is a long podcast. You're going to get a ton of information. So hopefully you're somewhere where you can take some notes. Um, if you want to go see Dr. Sam, he works, uh, he does uh, telemedicine and he does work in Seattle and he does work in Whitefish, Montana um, once in a while. So if you go to his website at apollohealthclinic.com, it's called the Apollo Men's Health Clinic. You can set up an appointment with him. Um, if you want to come see me in Montana, uh, if you live in Montana or Washington, you can see me via telehealth for our first visit. Um, the reason for that is I am licensed in both those states. Um, currently, the way our clinic is set up, if you don't live in those states, then I have to see you in the office for the first office call. And I've had guys come from Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado. Um, so you can do that. But unfortunately, right now, COVID has just put a crazy spin on this. And Right now, we're not really seeing a ton of FOCs in the office um, for a first office call. But if you do live in Montana, if you live in Washington, we can do it over that. Or, you know, go get call our office and get on the list and we will get you in as soon as we can. But um, Dr. Sam is an amazing resource. He's a great doctor uh, and he understands us. He's been in it a while. So go check that out. All right. Um, all our promo codes for all the companies that support us, who we give great gratitude to, um, Lono Life and Sheep Feed Outdoors. If you use to Healthy 10, you're going to get 10% off your purchases there. If you want backcountry food for your upcoming hunting seasons, hopefully with COVID, you're going to be able to get into the backcountry in the state that you live in. Um, or quarantines will be done so you can cross state lines and go into the backcountry somewhere else, you're going to need food for that. So check out Heather's Choice and or check out Off Grid Food Company. Use the codes to healthy. You'll get 15% off with those awesome companies. Um, get on our newsletter. Again, you'll still get that free stealthy, and de stealthy dehydration and canning guide, which this season is coming, folks. Dehydration season and canning season is coming. So get on that list and get that. Ryan's rifle case is flying out the door. Um, we start shipping in June, but we've got orders coming in like crazy, and we want to send you one. I think you're going to be super excited when you get your rifle case in the mail. Um, Ryan has worked so hard on this for the last year, and I think you're going to really um, appreciate the presentation and how this rifle case will protect one of your, probably one of most expensive purchases if you are a hunter, your rifle. So um, check that out on our website again under shop. You can find that there. Uh, we'll start shipping in June. And let's see, did I forget anything? Uh, no, I think that's it. So, all right, everybody, enjoy this part two podcast with Dr. Sam Madera, uh, the myths of testosterone replacement therapy. Bye. Drought, 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 drought. And I think a lot of us, men see sex as performance. You know, it's kind of like, well, if you played sports, it's like game day, it's perform. And there's a lot of, I think, um, great expectations put on men in like a traditional family system where the man is the breadwinner and they have all this weight on them. And I used to joke about this and say like, well, yeah, that's why men die first, right? But uh, before women, because we have all this stress, and and now we've seen where women over the last you know two to three or four decades 
have taken more of these roles, you know, like feminism started like the whole Mad Men TV show is about like that, that the beginning of that feminism time period. And that was like the last year of that era, like 1962 ish. So if we go from like, you know, late sixties to now, we can see that women who have taken on the same like CEO roles, leadership roles, roles in uh, companies being the breadwinner are getting all the diseases that men got in that role. So it's not whether you're male or female, it's not a male or female disease. Like heart disease doesn't know if it's in a male or female body. It's just creating up plaques and, you know, people are getting strokes. So it's that amount of stress and having that amount of stress to say like, okay, all the weight is on this person to create this environment for everybody. And then to say on that same flip side, like, okay, now you have to perform in all areas of your life as like an A plus student or an A plus athlete, like a varsity athlete, if you will. I think that is what's creating erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. So that is like the root cause, but we can't change like the whole system of the world. And what we see is like, okay, it is vascular. It is related to atherosclerosis. So, um, and it is related to the nervous system and it is related to hormones. So you have like three medical possible issues. If the testosterone is optimal, whether with or without TRT and it's still happening, then you got to look at the other two as well. And even if it is optimal, you should look at the other two as well because erectile dysfunction, um, ED is the acronym, and I say early death. So ED, because if someone has really severe erectile dysfunction, they could already have coronary artery disease, and they should definitely go get like a calcium score uh, imaging of their heart. Uh, you should get advanced cardiovascular testing, um, lipoprotein A. Um, all of these tests, you know, an NMR would be good too. And at least, you know, like HSCRP and some other things. Um, but if you're not like aware of that, then somebody could have a heart attack. Um, and I recently had a friend um, who wasn't that old, um, unfortunately died of a heart attack and no one knew what was going on with their health. And they left behind family of kids and, and wife and no one knew it was like, out of the blue. Um, and I hear these stories all the time. I'm sure you do too, where it's like your patients come in and they're like, you know, age, their friend group is between age 40 to 60 and more and more men they're hearing about their friend. They haven't seen for four years from college or whatever. Um, they haven't had any reunions for a while. And this person they heard through their friend group just died at age 45 of a heart attack or 50. And it's like, get an APOE you know, get the genetic testing, get the advanced cardiovascular testing, but then there's blood flow. So in nervous system, uh, for nervous system, I found what really works if Viagra, I don't really like Viagra for my patients, but I prefer like Tadalafil. Mm -hmm. It's, I call it like the weekend warrior alternative to Viagra. Cause it stays in your blood. If you take it Friday night, you won't have to take another um, I use trochies usually or um, dissolving tablets from a compounding pharmacy of Tadalafil. They're much more affordable, save hundreds of dollars basically by not getting the prescription at your retail pharmacy. So uh, that's why we use compounding pharmacies and for other reasons. Uh, but 
basically, if that doesn't work, if it's like, yeah, it helped a little bit, but that's not the issue, then it's probably the nervous system. And you can use like herbs to calm down the nervous system. But usually the peptide PT141 is very effective. And for different people, it takes different time to work. Um, so you can inject this peptide. It's a subcutaneous injection. So if you're already injecting something subcutaneous in your belly fat or just it's just below the surface of the skin with a, a very small needle that, you know, we call them insulin needles because we use them for insulin. Mm. Um, but it's not a big needle. Um, it's very thin, like a 30-gauge needle. Um, if you know gauges of needles, 30 small, like a 21-gauge would be pretty big. Um, so, or, or pretty, uh, um, you be able to see through it um, in the middle of that bore of the needle. But basically, you inject it, and you do it three times a week max, uh, about half an hour to an hour and a half before you would want to have sexual activity. And it kind of stays in the bloodstream for about 8 to 12 hours, depends on the person's metabolism. And it, it works on the nervous system and the central nervous system, the brain and everything. And men are able to get an erection um, multiple times throughout that 12 hours. So you can just pick a day, you know, and it's, it has to be planned because there's an injection and women can inject it too. So couples could experiment. Um, usually people feel more warm and relaxed first. And then it's like, oh, okay, like I don't have any problem, you know? And then that's a good test that this was the nervous system. And I like um, tailor-made compounding pharmacy in Kentucky uh, that's who I use. Um, they're, they're great. They're great with peptides and that's what they do. So that's. So for nurse, do people have to uh, have a doctor script for peptides? Yes. And don't buy them off of like some research website or Amazon because they could have all these contaminations in them and you're injecting it. So if um, you get sepsis or an infection from the injection and you buy it online from some just random company, just don't do that. We've seen people who have had horrible reactions, allergic reaction or infection from these other peptides. You want to get your medications from a combating pharmacy. Same for testosterone. So I've had patients say like, hey, like my, my friends uh, have got me some through the gym. I call it the gym black box or gym uh, brown bag testosterone. It's like the straight testosterone. Well, you don't know where that came from. That could have been like made in somebody's kitchen and they have clean rooms in these compounding pharmacies. So they're very, you know, sterile environment. You're not going to get an infection from injecting testosterone from, um, like I use Empower Pharmacy in Texas a lot of the time. So you're not going to get an infection from them. And if something does happen, there's a lot number and an expiration date. You can call up the pharmacist. Right. Um, and I do recommend patients do this if something does happen. If it's not your technique that's wrong uh, with injection, then it could be something in the vial and you need to call and say, hey, I had a reaction. Can you check your lot number? And that's their batch number. Just like anything, you know, like you can, most things have some kind of number to notate them. Like when you buy something on the shelf, they scan it with their thing and there's a little uh, code on them that this is basically a code to say, we know exactly where this came from, when it was made, what happened that day. All, they have to document all these things. So this is about your safety. This is not negotiable. 
I will not work with somebody who is doing stupid bullshit, excuse me, but like going and getting their testosterone from the gym. Like that's just dumb. Like yeah, you can get your supplements. Like maybe there's a good supplement line that your friend knows about that he's selling you through some MLM that is okay. That is still sketchy, but this is an injection into your body. It's just don't mess around. And a lot of the, all the testosterone uh, injectables are in oil bases. And so if they're, you don't know what the oil base is. And once in a while you do get a patient who does have sensitivity to the oil base, even in a good testosterone, right? Yep. There, it's not just straight testosterone. There's other things in there that have to be right for the injection to happen. Um, yeah, and I've had people be, be more sensitive to s- testosterone cypionate, so then we do testosterone enanthate, which is a different um, ester form of injection. Uh, I've also had people that are sensitive to oil, like you're saying, like, like sesame seed oil. And then I, so I use the grapeseed oil, the GSO most of the time for most people and more people are okay with that. And a lot of people don't know their drug food allergies, especially men. Like we just don't, we're not like clued into that stuff. Um, so if someone asks me as a patient, like, Hey, are you allergic to sesame oil? Well, I don't cook with sesame oil. So, and I don't, use oils on my body so like i'm not using lotions all the time and stuff like that like a lot of females are um so i wouldn't know i wouldn't know if i'm allergic to that so that's why you got to keep in touch with these compounding pharmacies your doctor the other two peptides that i really like for an alternative to to uh, testosterone therapy so let's say i get a patient that's like 30 years old or 28 years old and they have low t I would use either Kispeptin or Melanotan 2. And Melanotan is spelled M-E-L-A-N-O-T-A-N 2. And you can get that from Taylor May through your doctor as well. So you want to work with a doctor. You want to know dosages. And then you inject them usually at bedtime because you want to be fasting. And usually most people haven't eaten for a while by the time they go to bed. and there's a certain dose that you would do based on the person. Um, and you don't want to overdo melanotan too. Otherwise you're going to, your skin is going to get very dark because it does work on um, the melanin and changes your mm-hmm. skin tone. Right. So if you want to get a tan and you're in Montana or Seattle, <laughs> you can inject melanotan. Oh dear. That sounds like a good idea. I didn't think. About yeah. That. <laughs> they do use it for that in the bodybuilding community, but we're, talking about using it in this case for like low libido, low testosterone, because it's, it's going to tell your brain to send a stronger signal to the testes with luteinizing hormone and FSH, but we're really focusing here on luteinizing hormone for the mechanism and say, hey, make more testosterone. So if you have like a low LH or a low normal LH, this would be indicated for you. If you have like a high LH, excuse me, and your t- total testosterone is not coming up, that means the testes just can't hear it. And melanotan too might not work as well. So that's why it's important to get base, baseline lab testing. Um, I have a lot of patients that come and see me and they say like, hey, my medical doctor, my nurse practitioner, primary care just tested total testosterone. Cool but we didn't get free testosterone. We didn't get bioavailable testosterone. You need LH 
Um, you need sex hormone binding globulin. Um, you need to check your thyroid, full thyroid panel, not just TSH. So T3, T4, free and total, reverse T3, antibodies for thyroid because you could have thyroid autoimmune disease. Um, and you need to check your adrenal hormones. So um, AM cortisol and DHEA sulfate. And that's like the bare ass minimum. So if, you know, there could be other things that need to be tested too that I've already talked about, but for hormones, you got to check thyroid, adrenal and uh, reproductive hormone. It's, it's like a three-legged stool. If you just check part of one, then the stool is going to fall over. If you just check one, no good. Um, and that's just basic endocrinology testing. This is not um, anything abnormal. This is regular conventional blood tests through Quest Diagnostics or LabCorp, which is in every major city or even small towns all across the country. So, um, I mean, we use Quest in Montana. I use Quest here in Seattle. Um, and so those would be the labs that you would want to get right away. And then a CBC and a PSA. So CBC mm -hmm. with... Uh, white blood cells to make sure there's nothing wacky going on with white blood cells because you don't want to like be giving someone testosterone and they have like a white blood cell cancer, you know, like leukemia or lymphoma or something weird that is just like, oh, wow, that was why you were so tired, you know? Um, so you want to get a full screening and then you can do a less intensive screening on, on like the three, six month, nine month, 12 month follow-up visits. And you do need to check red blood cells, especially hematocrit hemoglobin every three months in the first year because uh, you can have secondary erythrocytosis, so they can increase red blood cell count. And in the beginning, that could be great because you will get more oxygen to your brain and to your tissues. So I think that's why a lot of guys are like loving testosterone is they're just getting more oxygen saturation in different parts of their body where they weren't getting enough oxygen. Um, but after a while, that could be really bad. Because if you have too many red blood cells in the same volume of blood, essentially, then your blood gets thicker and then you can have like a clot or a stroke or something like that. Um, and that's where when people say like testosterone therapy is dangerous, it's like, well, you know, I've been skiing most of my life, downhill skiing. I grew up ski racing a little bit. Um, if somebody tried to do some of the things that I do downhill skiing, it would be very dangerous. But for me to go up and ski like a double black diamond on my second run or first run, it's like, hey, this is fun, right? This is easy. We're having a great time. Um, not easy, maybe, but it's challenging. Um, point being is that if someone is not a specialist in this, and I've said this before, and I'm just going to keep saying it, please get training if you are a doctor listening, if you're not a doctor and you're a patient looking for a doctor, please don't just find somebody who started doing this last week. Um, because I get doctors messaging me all over the place and they're like, can you help me with my male patient? And most doctors don't realize how much of a nuanced specialty this is. And I've even had some female colleagues who've been practicing probably double the time that I've been practicing at least. And they're like, wow, this seems a lot more nuanced than women's hormones. Um, so I'll just throw that out there. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that I missed that you wanted me to cover. <laughs> you I could go on forever. <laughs> you have not taken a breath in almost an hour. Yeah. Um, I, let's see. 
I think I had a few questions on Instagram. Maybe I can ask you a few of those. Yeah, um, let's do it. Maybe do you, do we have any other myths that you didn't talk about that you wanted to? Um, sure. I, yeah. Yeah. We can round that out. Um, the main myth that I hear, we already talked about the age myth. So you don't have, I mean, you can be 22. I've even seen videos of doctors presenting at a conference online and this doctor was presenting and it was a 17 year old male. So let's just blow that myth out of the water. You can be 17 to 40 and have low testosterone or to 80. You can be any age. So andropause is not men's menopause. This is something the media did with this is they said, oh, it's like male menopause. No, it's not. It's andropause. It can happen at any age. And I've heard this at multiple seminars that this is true. So it's not just like me making this up. Um, so, you know, you can be 30, you can be 35, you could have a chronic infection like EBV, reactivated mono or Lyme, or, and then your hormones could tank. You could have gut infections. You go down to, you know, Mexico or Belize for a spring break and come back and something's not right. And you never felt completely right again, even though you got rid of that gut infection. Um, and that can affect your hormones. Um, just, just so men know, if you have a baby, your testosterone is going to dip a little bit and that's natural, but it should come back up once your child starts sleeping through the night, whenever that is. Um, and yeah, so I rem I remember that kind of stuff as a dad. Um, yeah. thankfully, thankfully I don't have a baby. Um, anymore and for me it's one and done but um so let's talk a little bit about that though what if you have a guy who's 20 something 30 he hasn't had babies yet he wants children um, but his testosterone is low what mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about peptide strategies that he could go yeah. to obviously lifestyle strategy getting your lifestyle in order and your stress in order your inflammation down your gut infections like you just said but let's say he you've ruled these things out and like I've had one patient recently that I had to do this with a 23 year old high prolactin um, ruled out prolactinoma, which we haven't yep. talked about, but that could be a result. Um, and I think it was his stress and his testosterone is just genetically really low. Uh, so I put him on clomiphene and he seemed to do really well with that. He hasn't had any side effects. He's been doing really well. He's he's got more, his girlfriend's like, he's a totally different guy. Like he's totally different um, than he's, I've ever known him. And she's known him since they were like teenagers. So, um, that's but, great. Yeah. You could do that. You could do the, uh, climate things. Yeah. Like HCG and all the stuff that we think about And for younger guys that still want children. And, um, I would do, um, Work with a doctor, get a prescription with HCG, uh, 500 to 1,000 IUs, injected sub-Q, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, spaced out throughout the week. Um, and you can take a week off, um, like every two to three months with that and keep going. If that's working, if that's not enough, then you add in the Clomid, or I just do them both together from the beginning. So I have a patient that thinks around somewhere around 28, 32, somewhere in there. Um, and that's what they're doing. And they're getting great benefits from the compound and Clomid and then the HCG combination. And then I also like, uh, for some of my pre-diabetic uh, metabolic syndrome patients, we do 
metformin or berberine. And either of those can be really good for balancing out the insulin resistance that can really crash your testosterone. And insulin resistance can happen at any age. So you got to find out why this is. So in those initial lab tests, I would check insulin. I would check prolactin, like you're saying. Uh, I would check uh, ultra-sensitive estradiol, total estrogens maybe. Um, and some doctors don't check estradiol. They just do total estrogens. But yeah, so another myth is like tribulus just giving someone tribulus is going to help their testosterone. I personally haven't seen tribulus alone ever really bring up anybody's testosterone. And I, I created this Instagram post on this, I think last year or the year before about these testosterone myths, because I'm, I mean, I can be kind of fiery and like tend to get a little like amped up about things and excited and passionate. But basically when I started my clinic and you know, 2015, I would do networking things and Seattle is like, you just turn around and you bump into a naturopath. So naturopathic doctor here. And people would be like, well, yeah, I have this male patient for you. I'm a massage therapist, but they're seeing their naturopath and they're on tribulus. And I would just walk away thinking like, poor guy, like that sucks, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm an herbalist, like I'm a clinical herbalist. I studied herbal pharmacy for years since 2004 and I was like, that sucks, man. Like, so they just gave him tribulus and like phoned it in. And this dude is probably suffering out there with God knows what symptoms. So I, you know, I love herbal medicine. I did um, a three month trial with the patient and we did a ton of herbs and like very high quality herbs. And I only saw, granted, this person was traveling around the world for work every two months. So their lifestyle wasn't the best with sleep and stuff like that. But we brought their testosterone only up like 50 to 60 points. So, and I've only, I've talked to a lot of other doctors about it. We've only seen with herbs, maybe a 60 to a 200 point increase. So if your testosterone is 350, herbs are not going to get you to 800 or a thousand right. alone. So I know if there are some doctors listening to this who are really into herbs, like I probably piss you off. It's the truth. You just got to swallow that. Um, it's a hard one. It's a hard pill to swallow as an herbalist, but it's just not going to happen. Um, if the receptors are all whacked out and there's tons of other things going on in the body, you got to go bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Um, and the other thing that I experienced, so I got into naturopathic medicine because I was, I got chronic fatigue syndrome as a high school athlete. And I just, like my energy just tanked sophomore year. It was like somebody just pulled down a curtain and I could not. I remember one weekend I slept like 17 hours um, one night and it's not like I was partying the night before. I wasn't having a good time and I still was tired and I eventually found out what was going on, but it took a long time. And every naturopath I saw from like 1999 until 2000. 12 or 2013 was like adrenal thyroid, adrenal thyroid, gut, adrenal thyroid, gut health, liver health. And it's like, that's like the very old school naturopathic medicine. And not that for me, it wasn't like a testosterone issue per se, but if somebody had at least looked at all three, that would have been helpful for me. Um, so I think a lot of patients are in the similar boat where they're seeing these naturopathic doctors are getting maybe 
prescription thyroid medication. They're getting some vitamins and vitamin D, which is great. And maybe some B12 injections. And then they're maybe getting some adrenal herbs or something else for their adrenals. And that's it. And they're like, well, I don't feel that much better. And it's like, well, what's going on with the number one hormone that makes you a man? Testosterone. Let's <laughs> right. get that going. Um, so that's a, another myth that adrenal and thyroid, once you bounce those, everything else will be fine. And you can use like pregnenolone and that will always bring up their testosterone. It might, it might not. But I use pregnenolone replacement more with anxiety and memory problems than with low testosterone because I just haven't seen for the listener, pregnenolone is where you get all of your other hormones. So the theory is that if you replace pregnenolone deficiency, then your body will have this reservoir to pull from and make all of your other hormones. But testosterone is pretty far down on that hormone tree. And we just don't see it get there, especially if you're older than age 38 and you're under a ton of stress and things like that. It just doesn't really happen. The enzymes are all like gates in the way. Um, yeah, so peptides, HCG, and Clomid are great if you want to have kids and you uh, testosterone replacement therapy is not a, you're not a candidate for that if you want to have children at that time. But after you have kids, you could do the TRT. Um, so if you're like, hey, I've had two kids, we're done, you can get a vasectomy. And the other myth that I hear a lot is vasectomy decreases testosterone. And I've read a lot of research on this for my patients. It doesn't if they did it right. So um, again, like you're not going to go to like your general practitioner for a vasectomy. Why would you go to your general practitioner for testosterone therapy? Um, maybe that point will get the, get the point home. Um, but yeah, those are all the myths. Any other questions from Instagram or? Yeah, I got one. Uh, what about THC, CBD? Do they decrease? There's yeah. So uh, THC, um, in general, not hemp, but, um, marijuana. And I'm a big fan of medical marijuana for people, but it's a double-edged sword and it's a tool. So you have to use it as needed, lowest dose necessary. It is phytoestrogen. So, uh, hops and cannabis are botanically, scientifically in the same plant family. So they're both phytoestrogens. And they're the two main, like most famous medicinal plants in that family. And they're great for sleep. They're great for pain. Um, hops is a bitter. It's great for digestion. And I think most men are after beer for the hops. Uh, not so much the alcohol because it takes a lot of beer to get really drunk unless you're a lightweight. So um, I think most guys use those two things unknowingly and they're they're self-medicating and there's nothing wrong with that it's like well let's figure out what we can replace that with um so we're going to replace that hops with this thing you know and then you won't even need it anymore um so yeah if you're using a lot of cannabis you're going to increase your estrogen and they did some research on teenage boys and they found that they were consuming an insane amount of marijuana, but or cannabis, and they were smoking it and stuff, and they started lactating. So <laughs> that's just like an extreme example. Um, obviously, you're not going to lactate if you smoke a lot of weed, and you're probably thinking that's ridiculous if you do. But it, it basically the signs of like gynecomastia, which is also genetic, 
um, can be pushed more if you're drinking a lot of beer and hops and you're smoking a lot of marijuana. It also, um, I mean, I don't recommend smoking anything. So if you can eat it or make a salad dressing with it or, you know, do something else with it, put it in a butter, whatever, um, put it in like your meat fat and like use it on your food. Um, that would be better. Uh, or topically, I'm a big fan of topical cannabis. So I had a patient who like had to get their jaw reconstructed. Like they literally like sawed through the jaw and like put wires in and like moved everything around. And all they did was topical cannabis. So if he can do it or they can do it, um, we can do that. So, um, yeah, use it topically, use it sparingly. It's, it's not, I mean, check your blood too. So if you're really concerned, like get a Dutch test, look at your estrogens, look at your estrogen in your blood. If your blood's like, usually I see people that are really stressed have high estrogen. So like the entrepreneurs, the people running their own business, male entrepreneurs, male um, executives, whatever, their estrogen's like at least 40 and up. Um, and that, and they're not drinking a lot. So the other things that increase estrogen are, uh, drinking a ton of coffee. So at least, you know, 24 ounces or more a day of black, excuse me, drip coffee, or, uh, could be a lot of soy. Soy is an estrogen. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are trying to be vegan and that could be pushing you towards more, um, more of an estrogen generation there. So avoid those things if you can. Cool. Um, we got more questions. I think most of the questions that were asked, you've actually already answered, you know, at what age would nice. you be able to start experiencing low testosterone? Um, this one is for the hard gainers. What are some steps a guy can make to help gain healthy weight? Sure. Well, you want to look at gut health. Um, if you, just because you're eating it doesn't mean you're absorbing it. I say that as a tall, lean guy. Um, I've personally been able to gain more weight by improving my gut health. So you got to get testing. Um, you got to look out for things like you could have a protozoal parasite. A lot of the guys that I've seen over the years that have Crohn's have a protozoal parasite. So as somebody who's done a lot of backpacking and camping, um, I haven't done a lot of hunting, but um, I've been in the wilderness. I've been some pretty remote places. And even as a young kid in Northern New England, and there's like no clean water and you're putting iodine in the water and stuff. Um, if you're not doing those things when you're in the woods, then you probably have some protozoa in your gut. And that's the issue. Oh, that's uh, probably 90% of our listeners then. <laughs> so what do they do to check for that? A stool test? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can do a stool test. Uh, Genova has uh, parasite testing now with their GI effects. Um, there's also GI map tests through uh, diagnostic solutions. And usually these tests are like two to $300. It's not like you're going to get it done every six months. So like just get that one test and get treatment. And then if you feel better, you don't have to retest in my book. But you may want to retest a year later if, or six months later if you still have symptoms, but no sooner than six months. And then um, if you're still noticing like you don't have enough body weight for your height and your age and all those things and your gender, then like, your BMI is really low. Like 
Um, I, I personally have never had like a really unhealthy BMI, but um, I know that for people that most men are not eating enough. So um, I have a, a colleague or a friend who's a trainer on the East Coast and she works with a lot of people that are working on Wall Street and stuff like that and golfers and stuff like that. So, and they're just not eating enough. They're eating like 1100 calories a day. So I think a lot of us guys think like, oh, we can just like eat bars all day and then have one big meal. And it's like, oh, we're stuffed. But, you know, if you want to look like Wolverine, you got to eat like that. So as a lot of people say in like the bodybuilding communities, like you got to eat big, lift big and sleep big. So you got to work on your sleep because that's where you're going to regenerate and fix the gut too while you're sleeping. So sleep at least seven and a half hours a night, get the gut testing, um, eat, you know, 3000 calories a day or figure out what that magic number is. And I'm not a big calorie counter, but uh, I think in our busy lifestyle, we aren't eating enough as guys. And we think like, Oh, I had like three snacks and one big meal. And it's like, well, that's 1500 calories. So Mm -hmm. You're probably not eating enough. Um, and if you are eating enough, then you're not absorbing it. Um, and we don't absorb everything we eat. And that's because of gut dysbiosis, leaky gut, gut infections. And there, you know, there are parasites in North America. So I think a lot of people think like, oh, you got to go to a third world country to get those. And I've been to third world countries and yes, their water and their sanitation is worse, but, um, we do have parasites. It's just like, can't get away from it. It's just a fact. You could just go downtown Seattle and get sushi and some dude didn't wash his hands well enough and he's rolling your sushi roll and you can get a parasite from that or the you're eating raw fish and your um, hydrochloric acid isn't high enough and you can't kill the, um, the worm that was in the fish that they just got off of the boat from Alaska. So... And they say you know, that also have um, dogs and cats and uh, farm animals and all these things that a lot of people listening right now probably have. You are going to have maybe more predisposition to having worms and parasites. Giardia. So, yeah. yeah, I had a um, a patient downtown Seattle. Uh, their dog like drank some water um, in the neighborhood where my clinic is in Belltown, and it's like. 15, 20 minute walk north of Pike Market for those who don't know where Belltown is. And uh, they got Giardia because then their dog then licked their face afterwards, like licked their mouth after licking this puddle. And in the puddle was either human and or other dog poop. So gross, right? Nasty. Um, And then they both, the dog and her got Giardia. So Giardia is a parasite. So you need to take you know, metronidazole or another anti-parasitic medication, which is usually covered by insurance and then you're done. Uh, so yeah, if you have weight loss, that's, um, you know, and obviously you need to work with a doctor, um, make sure that there's nothing really scary going on, or I don't want to scare anybody over Instagram, but they're, you know, we always were taught in school that if there's weight loss and night sweats, you got to rule out cancer. So mm-hmm. I would act quickly. I would go see a doctor and say like, Hey, I'm losing weight. Like, what do I do? Work with somebody who's like a functional nutritionist, eat enough calories, get the stool testing, get it all taken care of. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you answered the rest of the questions though. 
for sure. Um, okay, one last question that I have is what about, uh, how do you feel about keto diets and kind of the diet fads mm-hmm. that we see a lot of today um, and hormones and that kind of stuff? Good question. So the two diets or the three diets that I have researched that are good for your hormones might not be good for the rest of you. Oops, excuse me. Um, might not be good for your heart or your gallbladder, are, but are good for your hormones. And this is with somebody who's like weight training and or really physically active in the outdoors. It are keto, carnivore, and paleo diets. Mm. So, um, however... Um, genetically, some of us just don't deal with fat that well, like that much fat. Like I personally, um, most of my ancestry comes from like Ireland and Great Britain and like Western Europe. Um, so I don't deal well with the keto diet, especially not things like coconut oil. I'm pretty sure my ancestors didn't have a lot of coconut oil in, in that region of the world in their diet. So I eat those things but I don't eat them in the amounts that I've tried keto. And I just personally felt like it wasn't the diet for my constitution. So you got to look at your constitution. Like do you have a gallbladder that's working so you can emulsify those fats and break them up? Uh, Do you have the genetics to deal with that kind of thing? Like is your APOE um, like a three, four or four, four. And that means that you're going to deal with saturated fat differently than somebody who who doesn't have that predisposition to taking saturated fat and making you know their brain unhealthy or their heart unhealthy. So these are genetic tests. You can get them done once and then you're done. You don't have to spit in the tube again or get a blood draw again. Um, as far as the carnivore diet, I've anecdotally I follow Dr. Sean Baker on uh, Instagram. I've seen nothing but amazing results. Personally, I can't give up like eating as an omnivore for that kind of strict diet. But I think if somebody needs to make an extreme change, um, they may want to look into like working with a physician to getting some of these genetic tests and like figuring out the diet for them. Um, Yeah, what I've seen with keto diet is the mitochondria doesn't have enough uh, carnitine acetylcarnitine to shuttle in it's like a bus that pulls in the fatty acids into the mitochondria in your cell and their gallbladders aren't working because they're under so much stress and the gallbladders are innervated by your uh, parasympathetic nervous system so we're all like jacked up on stress um and you know living most people that i work with are living in this state of like complete sympathetic dominance of their nervous system so a lot of stress and we call that anxiety, but anxiety is a symptom. You know, it's not like you can just take Xanax and call it good here. Um, yeah. So the gallbladder has got to be working. You got to have enough carnitine on board and then maybe you could do keto, but it would be, it would be better if it was like, instead of like bacon and peanut butter, it was kind of like fish, like fatty fish fatty meats, um, cooked a certain way, not fried, um, like baked would be great or, um, roasted, even like cooking on a grill would be better than fried. Um, and basically like meat 
in beef can be insulinogenic. So if somebody has a lot of insulin resistance, then you want to go even more towards like fat. So lots of olives, olive oil, walnuts, almonds, almond butter, nut butters. And you can make those at home too. It's not like you have to buy all of this from the grocery store. You can buy the nuts and then make your own almond butter or whatever. Get your walnuts and eat handfuls of those. And that's good for the brain. So that's my answer for the diets. Great. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think um, we're going to have a two-part podcast here. Uh, but this is all really valuable information. I think you've answered a lot of questions that I've gotten over the years, actually. Um, and so tell people how they can get in touch with you again if they want to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm in Whitefish, Montana and Seattle, Washington. Uh, you can just call us if you want, 206-779-7747. Um, if you're online a lot or like really down with computers, and you can get online, go to apollohealthclinic.com, A-P-O-L-L-O, healthclinic.com. And then you can just go to the navigation bar and hit apply to be a patient. It's also in the upper right-hand corner of the website. There's a lot of other stuff on there too. Like I have a podcast and stuff like that. So you can check out all those things on the website. Yeah, you have a, you've been pounding out the podcast lately. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I'm trying for one a week. So we just released number 40 and that's with an organic farmer friend of mine, Todd in the Flathead Valley. So yeah. um, you guys can check out my podcast too on iTunes or Spotify or on my website. It's just the Dr. Madeira show. I try to keep it simple. Um, so we talk about brain health. We talk about hormone health. It is for men mostly, but um, you could apply a lot of it to women. And there is, I think, two or three episodes that are more about like women's health and sexual health. So um, it's good for most couples. Also, for the listeners, have a men's only Facebook group. And I think we just broke 600 people last month. Um, had it for about 13 months. And it's growing. It's, like I said, men only. We talk about men's hormone health related things, exercise, and uh, it's very uh, singleness of purpose about supporting each other to be you know, like strong, healthy men. So you can check that out. It's called Live Strong on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, you know, use Facebook for something positive because I think it's becoming kind of like the, the haters gathering lately. So yeah, so it's a very positive, uplifting group. I try to keep it very focused. Um, and there's no self-promotion. There's no talk about certain things. It's just like, how can you be as healthy as you can be? So cool. that's the focus there. Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. Dr. Sam, well, um, we appreciate it. And have a good night. Yeah, you too. Have a good one. Well, you made it to the end of another Hunt Harvest Health podcast. If you got this far, we know that you are a loyal listener. Hey, if you subscribe to this podcast, you have it in your playlist, and you can't wait till the next episode, please take just 30 to 60 seconds of your day and leave us a review on iTunes would be awesome, but any other platform that you listen to this podcast on. It helps to give us feedback. It helps us to see what you like, maybe what you don't like. And it helps us figure out topics for the future. So as always, we're so happy you're here. We couldn't do this without you. Stay healthy. Get stealthy. Take care.
Hey, if you made it to the end of this podcast, we know you are a loyal listener. Thanks for being here. Without you, we couldn't do this. Hey, listen, if this podcast is in your playlist, you subscribed, and you cannot wait till the next episode, that means you should go to iTunes or whatever platform you use and leave us a review. Reviews help us know what you like, what you don't like, I don't know, the dynamic, the topics, and it gives us ideas for the future. So if you could leave us a review and maybe even give us five stars, that would really help us out. Again, we appreciate you. We appreciate that you took the time to listen to this podcast, and hopefully you got some valuable information from it. It's really important in these days, folks. Stay healthy. Get stealthy. We appreciate you being here. The Stealthy Hunter website and the Hunt Harvest Health podcast is for general health information only. This podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any health condition or problem. Any questions regarding your own health should be addressed to your own primary care physician or other health care provider.